Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Erin Fraser. And I'm Matt Bowes. In this episode, we continue our exploration of Amitabh Bachchan's career as we jump to the early 90s with two explosive crime movies. First up, after losing his father in a struggle against the local Don, Bachchan himself grows up to be a gangster in Mukul S. Anand's Agni Path from 1990. Then, after losing his father in a struggle against the local Don, Bachchan finds himself on the run with his two young brothers in Mukul S. Anand's Hum from 1991. Same director, uh, same story. Same villain as well. Same villain. This <laughs> is, this is an interesting one. I didn't put it in there, but uh, Danny Jengsalpa is the villain. He is the local Don yeah. in both of these he, films. He is good at wearing a suit and kind of frowning. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we begin, yeah. we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty Six territory. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty Six territory, home of First Nations and Métis people. Uh, so, Matt, we are we are returning to I think your favorite recurring series that we do here on the podcast. I think we could do a whole podcast on Amitabh Bachchan movies. We could, yeah. It would. It, there are a lot of. There them. are a lot, and yet, and yet, we will get into it. It was difficult to come up with films for this episode. This is kind of a uh, by necessity time skip. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a uh, not a dark period, but kind of a difficult period in his filmography. Yeah. For things uh, to be available with subtitles, that's. That's generally the caveat for us, but also and legally uh, and legally, <laughs> and also uh, Bachchan himself was taking some time. Yes, yes. So, so we'll get to we'll get to. We ended off at eighty six, didn't we, or eighty five? So our last Bachchan episode, which came out back in March. Mm-hmm. Look, I think we're hitting a better stride of frequency with these episodes. Closer every six months or so. You you complained about that in the past. Yes, I have. Uh, because the, is this your favorite recurring series we do yeah, on the show? I think so. More than more than November, more than Hindi Horror Halloween, both of which will be coming up here right away. And um, I mean, we did the Neil Kapoor's. We should probably do another mm-hmm. one of them pretty soon. Uh, I think it is because you could kind of chart the way that Hindi cinema in general is going yeah. based on its leading light. Fair. Uh, so last uh, we... Discussed. The last time we saw our hero. <laughs> there you go. The last time we saw our hero, uh, we were discussing 1982 to 1984. And boy, if I thought those films ran together and all seemed the same. Yeah. These two <laughs> have some similarities. <laughs> yeah, this is this is even worse. So why are we jumping to the early 1990s? Well, we couldn't find anything we, legally. Yes. And some of these have been available legally earlier. So I'm a little pissed off because I couldn't get them this time. Yes. Uh, so from 1984 to 1987, uh, Amitabh Bachchan was supposed to focus on his political career. It was rather short-lived. Just like a dumb. He, uh, <laughs> he puts the, the flower thing on and then he's off to the, off to the bicameral legislature. He was elected to the Lok Sabha, which is House of the People, which is the lower house in the bicameral parliament of India. In, and he was elected in the Alhamabad constituency in Uttar Pradesh. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I was quickly reading into uh, the structure of Indian politics, and I didn't understand anything. Well, a bicameral <laughs> legislature is what we have. Right. It's like the House of Commons and the House, <laughs> the Senate. Yeah. <laughs> I almost embarrassed myself there. So the House of Commons we have is the same as the Lok Sabha. Yes, but his wife, is, his wife, Jaya Bachchan, she is now an elected MP, and she's in the... I forget the name of it, but she's in the upper one. Okay. The upper so house. They're not appointed like ours, which is probably good. I think ours is kind of bullshit. Yeah. Point is, I don't know if it was just unfamiliar terminology or if Indian politics are confusing. Um, I would come, probably going to go. If it's anything like the legal system, I think it's probably a little bit confusing. It, it's probably a bit of both. Like mm-hmm. I'm familiar with the Canadian, the Canadian uh, government. And I'll be perfectly honest, if I tried to explain the Canadian government to someone else, they would probably be very confused. <laughs> no, the Queen's in charge and we just do whatever she says. It's easy. We did not uh, have a re- re- revolution. So yeah, so that was only three years. And I guess he found that politics was a cesspool of corruption, uh, which is very much what we see in the films. And yet his wife, Jay Bachman, has gone on to have a very successful career. You know, his, so Inquilog comes out in 1984, which ends with him... 
basically being the president, right? And then gunning down his whole parliament, yeah. like his whole cabinet. Well, the prime minister. He's the prime minister. Yeah. And he guns down his whole cabinet, and then he goes on to join the government? Yeah. It's pretty weird. <laughs> I wonder if any of his colleagues watched that movie and thought, like, uh, uh, Mr. Bachchan, uh... Yeah. So there were films released between 1985 and 1989, um, but it was really slim pickings for us. So in in 1985, there are three films uh, in which he appears. One of which he is just the narrator. Mm -hmm. uh, he was, however, nominated for the Filmfare Award for Best Actor for Marred. We couldn't get a hold of it. As I understand it, the 85 movies are ones he'd filmed earlier. Mm -hmm. And then later on, he does like maybe one or two a year. And it's he's kind of phoning it in. He's doing special appearances. Mm -hmm. He's narrating because he's busy, right? He's got, yeah. he's got a job. Yeah. So 1986, we just have one film, Akri Rasta. Couldn't find it. In 1987, he's in two films, but both of, both of them, it's just a special appearance. So what's the point in watching them for this series? Yeah. Uh, 1988. Eight post politics. He is in four films. However, two of them are special appearances. Uh, one of them, though, was nominated for the Filmfare Award for Best Actor, uh, and that is Sean Shaw. So I really him. want to watch this movie. It looks awesome. We found it's on Z Five, but with no subs. Yeah. So we do need the subs to watch the movie, and I have seen it on other streaming services. So I'm going to keep an eye out for it because that one looks great. It's like a superhero movie. Yeah. So, so I, hope, I want to see that. We hope to do that one at some point. Because, uh, yeah, I think if, if if films in this period become available, we can always jump in and yeah. cover this, this 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 series is not necessarily in chronological order. In fact, we went back and watched the early ones after about two or three, and we started in, like, 74. So, you know, we're kind of jumping all over the place. But if one of these comes up, we'll just jump on it and do a special episode yeah. just to get one in for each year. Exactly. I, I just don't think we'll ever be able to do 69 mm -hmm. unless somewhere there's a subtitle version ah uh, i mean sought hindustani right i think I that's think, his first one well if, if it's on z but it's not subtitled that's yeah. the issue so uh so then in 1989 he's in four films one of which he's just the narrator mm -hmm. and so there's other three films we can't get a hold of it's and that, then that golden honeyed voice <laughs> you want that in to be your narrator and then, listener, you're probably wondering why we're only discussing two years, 1990 and 1991. Well, in 1992, he was in two films, one of which he's just the narrator. Uh, the other one, he was nominated for the Filmfare Award for Best Actor. Kudagawa, uh, yeah. Kudagawa. That looked really good and has also been on streaming services. It's just not available right now for us. Yeah. And it's not, even I tried like Goldmines Hindi and Shimaru and all of these quasi-sketchy YouTube ones and couldn't get it. So, so I would like to see it a lot. It looks like he's doing like a Lawrence of Arabia type thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that left us with 1990 and 1991 discussing Agni Path and Hum, which I think these are, these are two wild movies. So I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I will say that after 1992, he does go into semi-retirement. So when we pick up this series down the line. And he's been going for like 25 yeah, years. He, he needs a break. We're probably going to need to jump in time. Uh, but I think we're also seeing, you know, kind of a shift in, especially in the 90s, we know this from other episodes, we start to see a shift in content, uh, a shift in heroes, the cons start to come yeah. into play. Obviously, Anil Kapoor, who we cover in another series, really started to come into play in the 90s. And so you can kind of see Bakchan, I don't want to say fading a bit, but maybe receding. Well, you could see in both of these movies, he's grooming a successor, right? Yes. In Agnipath, it's Mithrin Chakraborty, and in Hum, it's Govinda and Rajnikanth. Mm -hmm. So, like, he's kind of moving into more of an elder statesman kind of thing, even mm -hmm. though we're supposed to take him as, I don't know, 17 years old at the beginning of Hum, <laughs> I'm thinking. So, like, he's, he's kind of exploring different parts of his career and mm -hmm. moving into... Kind of what we see him now is like a patriarch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, like we said, these are people have told us that uh, the 90s things got too grim and gritty. It's like comics, like, yeah. you know, Watchmen and Dark Knight Rise Returns, like those made everyone depressed. Then we got Image Comics and all the guns and cable and all this stuff. And then comics had to kind of break before they could come back yeah. and this is also bollywood having super violent long movies full of machismo and then the romance comes back yeah. in about the mid 90s yeah so, ddlj yeah so which that, again sees the rise of these these new romantic heroes yeah. namely 
Three yeah, so we're kind of seeing his sort of movie, which is like a rabble-rousing, usually angry young man, although he's turning more towards angry old man, <laughs> yeah, angry I mean, middle-aged man. If I thought his 70s death and, and the early 80s death was like his angry young man persona, this is like his angrier man persona. Well, I mean, it's also, you know, his political career didn't go anywhere. He probably was angry. Yeah. And Ugnipath, I think, is... Probably the most violent movie I've ever seen him in outside of some of the later stuff. Him? Yeah. Mm, maybe I need to think about that. But yeah, yeah I, I'm there. thinking maybe like there's some stuff in Teen or depending on how you think about it, Pink. Like those have some pretty rough times, but this is just very violent all the way through. Lots yeah. of blood, lots of guts. Yeah, I think there's a gruesomeness. There's a brutality to this to this film that I found a bit unnecessary at times which and even hum doesn't have that agnipath is really kind of an outlier Mm -hmm. so that we've seen i mean we've watched a fair amount of amitabh bachan movies now but this period we're not as familiar with because there aren't as many for us to see as we just said yeah yeah and again we're seeing a shift in his star persona and this but he did do this before because i'm remembering cubby cubby and silsila like he does Go from being like a 20-year-old guy to like a 50-year-old guy. Mm-hmm. They put some gray in his hair, but he's probably just taking the black out of his hair now. It will just be interesting to see how he shifts after this. Because, again, like we're we're seeing, I think, really a culmination of that angry young man persona in these films. And we know kind of with contemporary films that that, that patriarch figure, as you say. So it'll be interesting to see the shift from here, I think. Yeah. And, and you're right. Like tracking Bollywood's uh, big leading men. <laughs> uh, the leading man of the day, uh, I think. It's a patriarchal system. It's well, very yeah, but I think, uh, I think male-focused. In the episodes we've done, focus on Bakchan and Yil Kapoor and, and Shahrukh Khan, like, I, I think you are correct in that we do kind of see the industry, maybe kind of the ebbs and flows of the industry. Okay, so let's get into Agnipath. Uh, this is the first time I've seen a poem in NS. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the title means uh, The Path of Fire, and it is named after a poem by Amitabh Bachchan's father, Harivansh Rai Bachchan. Uh, as we said, it's directed by Mukul S. Anand, and it stars Amitabh Bachchan, Mithun Chakraborty, Madhavi, Danny Danzampa, Rohini Hatamgadi, Neelam, and Shakti Kapoor. In and as himself. I, it's it's a it's a fun cameo. You he know signs that? his name on his money. I was trying uh, I was trying to place him because you're kind of seeing him at a distance. Like, is that Shakti Kapoor? And then yeah, it's oh yeah, Shakti it's Shakti Kapoor. Kapoor. And you know what? I don't think I've ever been so happy to yeah. see Shakti Kapoor. That that this was one like, of the best parts of the whole movie. This is a real highlight for me in this film. Yeah, because you didn't really like the rest of it. Uh, Bachchan won the National Film Award for Best Actor for this movie, and it was also nominated for five. You know, he acts a lot. He does. Film. It's a he, lot of acting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was nominated for five film for awards, uh, winning Best Supporting Actor and Best Supporting Actress. For his mother and probably Mithun? Yes. Yeah. Uh, despite being the fourth highest grossing film of 1990 at the box office, the film underperformed. Well, I can tell you why. Because they spend a lot of money on this movie. Yeah. It's on the screen, especially when they go back to the village at the end and they're just blowing everything up and doing helicopter shots all over Mauritius. like I meant yeah. it when I said these were explosive movies. Yeah, this is a very, like, tax shelter movie. They're using a lot of dough. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Uh, it has, however, gone on to become a cult film. Yeah, apparently, um, if you have an Amitabh Bachchan impression, you're more going to do this gravelly voice than you are going to be other ones. Mm-hmm. Like I read that, that that's kind of the depiction that people use for like jokes about Amitabh Bachchan. You do the gravelly Batman voice. I would say it's the same thing that we have in Hollywood with um, Marlon Brando. Yeah. And with Al Pacino, which uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure those two names are going to be coming up again as we discuss this film. Yeah. Uh, lastly, it was remade in 2012 with Hrithik Roshan and Priyanka. Which I would like to see, because I've heard that it gets rid of Mother Chakraborty's character, which yeah. is a great idea. Uh, I On Letterboxd, I was just quickly looking, and people were giving that version a higher rating than this version. So, mm. uh, And I, I think I've seen it available 
I think I've seen it around. So yeah, I think it's on Netflix. That would be that would be a good one to pull up at some point. Uh, okay, Matt, what's the plot of this? Okay, so the first twenty minutes or so of this movie are in themselves an entire. <laughs> so there's a village just outside of Bombay where um, there's a young kid, his parents, and his dad is like the town smart guy, basically. Like he's he's Master G, he's the teacher, he's involved in getting electricity to the town. There's a drunk guy in town that he kind of browbeats into not being drunk anymore, and then that guy's like his biggest fan forever. But the Zamandar in town wants to keep the people poor, so he concocts a uh, plan using his friend Danny Dengzongpa, who's a gangster in Mumbai, Bombay, to uh, frame the, um, not frame, but kind of defame the, besmirch, to besmirch the character of Amitabh Bachchan's father, uh, the, the teacher. So they kind of engineer a situation where a local uh, prostitute woman is becoming sort of friendly with him, uh, she wants to learn. She goes to his school, basically, and won't leave, and then kind of seduces him. And then the townsfolk find them there. And they're like, oh, he's he's cavorting with prostitutes. This is awful. So he's essentially like stoned to death in the middle of the town square, right? And the town never gets electricity. And uh, young Amitabh and his mother essentially have to live on the streets of uh, Mumbai. He, in a very memorable scene... And his mother is... Is she sexually assaulted or just attempted? I think she is. It's it's unclear because they're not going to show anything. Yeah, I but, mean, she's definitely sexually assaulted. I just don't know if she, yeah, how it, far it goes. Yeah, so there's a... God, pretty, that's a nasty <laughs> description. Yeah, there's a very memorable scene where this eight-year-old child who will become Amitabh Bachchan has to put his dad on a cart and like pull yeah. him out of town and the town drunk guy is just like you bastards you killed the only good men in town we're gonna be we're gonna be poor forever and they are so the family what's left of it moves to and the daughter the daughter's quite young uh they move to um bombay and um you know Danny Deng Zongpa's sort of minion guy assaults the mother and uh the young version of Tabachan blows up this guy's uh, gas station. And I've heard kind of conflicting reports on this that maybe he inhaled some smoke there or he just affects this voice. But after that, like this kid's got like a real like 10 pack a day voice. I was reading somewhere in some trivia that they added um, something where his vocal cords clearly get damaged. But I think we missed it because later on in the film we were going... Have they explained this voice? But yeah, if there was a throwaway line, maybe it didn't get translated, but he's got this weird voice now. Or maybe, I mean, I thought the print of this looked good, but maybe we just didn't catch it. And maybe we didn't know to catch it because we didn't know well, what this voice would be. If we also, watched it, we might notice it. We've noticed with 80s and 90s movies, like the cut you're going to get streaming is probably not the full cut. Yeah. This movie true. is very long, but yeah. like think of Kaladi, right? Like yeah. that was missing like 15 minutes of movie. This could be missing cuts all over the place because it's probably some print that toured around and yeah. got and beat up over the years. Uh, I think this was Netflix actually. Oh, okay. Because yeah. Prime is kind of, I think that's Prime, where we find they don't care. Yeah. the most egregious issues. <laughs> so anyway, the kid grows up to be Amitabh Bachchan, most feared gangster in town. He works for a group of four guys who were uh, against Danny Deng Zongpa but now are afraid of his power. So he gets lured out to a location where they blast him full of holes and through sheer willpower and the timely intervention of Mithun Chakraborty, who is a coconut seller who takes him to the hospital, he gets better and then starts to plot his revenge against his old comrades. Meanwhile, Danny Dengzonko is a rich guy, lives in Mauritius and- um, Mauritius he, looks great. Mauritius looks great. Uh, he uh, eventually comes to blows with Bakchan again. They fight over the village. There's lots of backstabbing and stuff, and lots of blood. Very lots of explosions. Very violent. Uh, this movie. And again, Amitabh Bakchan has a voice. It's a very. It's very distinctive. It's a very distinct voice. It's very low, gravelly. It's the voice I use when I talk to dogs. It's kind of like hello, hello, how are you? It it's awkward. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but. 
I would say that this movie is two different movies at once. First, it's Amitabh Bachchan in and as Scarface, because there are plot points directly lifted from Scarface. And I would say just the kind of general vibe that sort of late 80s sheen and money and fancy cars and clothes and stuff. This is what Tony Montana wanted. I don't know. Okay, yeah. So specifically, you're talking about the 1980s Scarface. Yeah, not the 30s Scarface. Um, You're the only person in the world who needs the distinction between the two. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, maybe Paul does too. I just recorded. I know you did. Most people, podcast. Most people have not watched the 30s Scarface. On, it's great. On both versions of Scarface and Hawks' Scarface is great. I think it's better. Yeah. I think it's the best Scarface. So I think uh, it's I think it's Bachan trying to do Scarface. Okay, yes. So I was gonna say I I did read that the the plot of this film is somewhat inspired by a real life gangster in India. Uh, I did not bother I mean, there's so many... putting that into yeah. kind of the background of the film because I feel like I mean Scarface also is yeah. based on Al Capone. But they always um, say this though, like yeah, basically every gangster movie, it's just like, oh, this is based on this guy who ran this company. Like, okay, I think it's just marketing stuff, basically. Yeah. So I, I until it's I, something like Oi, Lucky, Lucky Oi, where he sues the company or Daddy. Yeah, where yeah. where the actual gangster doesn't care for his portrayal. Yeah. I think most of the time it's just like. Yeah, we'll name it after this guy. Or like Daddy, which is like clearly a biopic. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, supposedly this is based on a real life gangster, but there are so many elements here that I think call to De Palma's Scarface. Yeah. Uh, I'll be totally honest, despite the fact that Scarface, De Palma's Scarface seems like a movie I should love because it's Brian De Palma, who is one of my guys. It's that sleek 1980s Miami vibe. Cocaine. It's Aaron loves cocaine. (laughs) It's she's in love with the cocoa. Everybody. She rushes rushes to get the yay. It's a Georgia Moroder score. Michelle Uh, Pfeiffer. It's Michelle Pfeiffer looking. I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer looks great anytime. Uh, She's just she's incredible. Uh, I mean, she's super cocaine skinny in that movie. It's it's a little weird, (laughs) but that that's that character. She's supposed to be like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so despite all of those elements in 80s Scarface, I hate that movie. I really, like, it's, I think I, I'm with it for the first hour, and then the last two hours, I'm just, like, I'm gone. I, I have no interest in it. And you basically more, had the same problem with this movie. Yeah, and for more on this, you can listen to the episode I recorded recently with Paul. Yeah, check out the link. the movies where we discuss the two Scarfaces. Uh, so the, the elements of Scarface in this... Uh, just kind of made me made me roll my eyes. That being said, I don't think it leans as much into the incest. <laughs> no, it, I mean he kind of. There's a mo. His his uh, sister eventually yeah. hooks up with Nathan Chakraborty, and, yeah, he's and just he's just like he, he's against it. Well, he's against it because not because like of the weird incest thing. It's more like I sent you to good schools. I gave you all this money. You're going to marry a rich guy. You're not going to marry the coconut guy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he's he's against it, but not it's more of a class has, thing. Yeah, not because he has a thing for his sister, but his mother here again is like very <laughs> very stereotypical, very disapproving of him. Essentially, just owns him, which is what you get with yeah. the mother in Scarface. The the scene where he goes over to their place for dinner, yeah, is basically the exact same as both Scarface movies because yeah. they both have that scene, and it's always a very overbearing mother figure. Yeah, someone is dropped out of a helicopter to be murdered that's out of 80s scarface but in 80s Star- scarface he's like choked him. it's yeah. f murray abraham i think his name's omar he gets thrown out of a helicopter and strangled whereas this the guy just bounces off the ground mm-hmm. very funny okay so the other movie that this reminds me of godfather no perinda oh perinda okay okay because the other thing i was going to say is well i think there's a lot of scarface dna here i think Back John is deliberately trying to do a Brando. I really think so. I, I don't know about Brando, but it, it is. He even like yeah. stuff in his cheeks. He's doing that voice. It's that Don guy from Godfather Two who walks around the town saying, "Oh, it's a baby, good yeah. to um, But no, this is Perinda because that's where I find the violence and I think the increased sexuality a little bit. Like mm. this is reacting to that and thinking like, okay, these are where the movies are going. You know, we've got blood spurting out of people when they get shot now. Let's make it a little bit sexier, a little bit more violent. Let's, because Perinda was awesome, and I would happily watch Perinda again. And I think this is kind of aping it, but not really getting the point. 
I love Perinda. We should actually do that on our show at some sure. point. Sure. Because that movie's great. And you had to watch it under the weirdest circumstances. Oh, because I was watching it with uh, the Hollywood remake. So you watched it for the Split Screens podcast, Shasha Heat's podcast, where it's typically a Hollywood movie and then the Bollywood remake. I've yeah. also been on it. We've, you know, it's a great show. But you had the opposite version where you looked at Perinda and then the English language remake, which is very weird. Yeah. Yeah, it was Vincent D'Onofrio and Anton Yelchin. It's yeah, it's and and it's and, weirder than Perinda, which has a scene where Jackie Shroff and Anil Kapoor dress up as babies and yeah. have a dance number. And it uh, it ruins the ending. It's really it it makes a lot of the wrong choices. Uh, Perinda is a fantastic movie, and I think like genuinely heart wrenching genuinely shocking at times my Peter favorite Anupam Kher movie I think he's I, really good in he's it he's great in it and I'm thinking like Anil, Baby he's really good and a couple other ones but like this is the time that I really liked him the most yeah Anil Kapoor is excellent Jackie Shroff is great Madhuri Dixit is of yeah. course amazing like I really love Brenda and so I can see yeah I, I, I think you're correct in that I can potentially see elements of that kind of film and just like dialing them up yeah. and really missing the point but but I think what we're ultimately getting at is that for us this is Agni, derivative yeah Agni Pat felt derivative and it feels like it's trying to pull elements of other gangster movies whether Hollywood or Bollywood together and it just it just doesn't work and I should also say that like Bakshan would go on to actually be in a remake of The Godfather and yeah. do a much better. Well, this like could, a much better this could be Brando if, if and he make didn't, it his own character. If he didn't die in this, like spoiler for a movie from thirty-one years ago, but like he dies at the end after blowing up a whole town and fighting his enemy. But like the way that his character is treated, he's he's basically like a politico and all but name because he has this power mm -hmm. base of you know downtrodden guys in the city. And that's kind of what his character in Sarkar is. It's sort of like if that guy lived, yeah. he would go on to become Sarkar. Well, but this I, movie reminds me of uh, the films that came out after Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, mm. where it's kind of like, okay, Tarantino opened the door. We're going to have wise guys cracking about, you know, pop culture and food and stuff. And we're going to have... Nonlinear narratives. Nonlinear narratives, which this doesn't have, yeah. but also uh, like extreme violence. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of just not getting the point of the Quentin Tarantino movies and in retrospect, kind of making them worse. Yeah. So like I, I see on the surface level, like what, what these themes are that like he, despite the fact that he vows revenge against these gangsters, he becomes more and more and more like them. He chooses the path of fire yeah. and can he... And what does his dad actually mean by the path of fire? Because his father is a school teacher in a small town, and it's like, yeah, we have to follow the path of fire. It's like, does the path of fire involve murdering everybody and blowing up everything in town? I guess it doesn't in Bachana. I kind of need to read the poem to find out, like, what is what is the dad actually referring to? Because it's probably not what happens. But there's this idea that he like he loses himself in following the path of fire and becoming more and more like the gangsters, and can he possibly? Hold on is supposed to redeem him like again I, to save his mom yeah these are the themes that the film wants to grapple with this idea of a good a good person succumbing to the side of evil for a good reason is that valid this is a but pretty I common just, trope too it, yeah it's a common theme especially with gangsters and it just i don't think it's done interestingly he here. did it better in dawn and that was 15 years earlier yeah i just think the film kind of gets really excited by the violence and how bombastic it is and how macho it is and it really didn't do much for me i hate to say it and i do like you know the the masculine energy that bak chan has brought to a lot of his earlier films mm -hmm. but it, this is his race <laughs> it's right. right a derivative gangster movie that doesn't really bring anything new to the table right i can't say the race is that violent rice had a very stupid ending but it's kind of like yeah, it's been a while. I should do one of these. We're definitely in the minority on this. Like, yeah, this, this is a well-loved movie. Yeah. I think it's a three-and-a-half, three-star three movie. You gave it two. Um, I appreciated the bombast, the spectacle, and, you know, I kind of like violent movies. And this is, like, if you compare it to his 70s stuff, even Inquilab, like, yeah, it's it's gone to another level of violence. And I think that's interesting to see because 
it's like he's the biggest star in the world, right? So seeing him have to respond to a trend, interesting. He used to be the guy that made the trends, mm -hmm. and now he's responding to other things. I don't dislike violent movies. I want to be clear about that. I know. Um, I just, I want the violence to be in service of something. And to me, I, I, th I thought the violence was the point here. Mm -hmm. I will say at times it's shot incredibly. Like there was this one brawl, I want to say like two thirds in the film. Is it when they go um, get his sister yeah. and they're fighting in the mud puddle and there's just like 400 guys fighting in like a kind of cramped alleyway in the ghetto basically yes. that was amazing that is shot incredibly like yeah that i was with it i think Vinny vino chopra is taking notes from this when he goes on to 1941 and all these things like these giant crowd scenes they look amazing mm -hmm. yeah so like i don't think this film is without merit but i just think it kind of it wore me down it felt derivative to me and i really did not enjoy this performance yeah, it's... And also the fact that we're supposed to believe that he's a 36-year-old virgin. Yeah, Come on. that was weird. Um, <laughs> day one of being a gangster, just just get laid. Like, it's it's taking that element of here's the, um, like, virtuous Hindi film hero to a kind of absurd level. Like, this mm -hmm. guy, this is also, oh, this, this reminds me of Gunde as well. It's one of those movies where the the main character is a gangster i think raise did this too mm -hmm. the main character is a gangster but it is unclear what illegal activities he's doing because he specifically says he's not selling drugs because that's what danny ding zongpa does danny ding zongpa is also bootlegging and moving he turns the whole village into drunk people so we're supposed to hate him i can't see this guy you know being a pimp mm -hmm. It, they never mention that he's got a gambling operation or something. So it's one of these movies where it's like he's a gangster. Well, what how did what illegal stuff does he do? I don't know gangster stuff. Like, um, Gunde did that where they're stealing the coal. But it's also like you you can't you have your cake and eat it too. You have to kind of make the main character a bad person if they're a gangster because they're breaking the law. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why we kind of don't feel bad about rooting for the original Scarface or any 30s gangster or um, in Hindi cinema, uh, the main characters of Bombay Velvet is that they're bootlegging and they're bootlegging liquor, which goes on to become legal again. Mm -hmm. And like we're drinking some right now, like it's, it, it is a it, kind of a societal ill, but sort of one that's like manageable, I guess. Mm -hmm. It, it doesn't seem as bad as selling, you know, uh, heroin or um, running a prostitution ring or something. Like, it seems kind of like a virtuous thing by virtue of it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. Whereas in this, we have no idea what his whole racket is. Yeah, which I think is an issue. I, I'm having a hard time trying to put Bollywood gangster films on a... On a, like on a timeline in my head. Um, because while I hear your points about Corinda, it came out in 89. So this was right after. This is right after. So I feel like while they were making this. There must be some other movies at the late 80s yeah. that are upping the violence level that we haven't seen. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just saying that like I I certainly see them kind of coming out up at the same time and the way in which uh you know, the, there are similarities between them and one goes much further and kind of much more derivative than the other. But I guess I'm not entirely sure. I would okay, maybe, not a maybe there isn't a direct. Uh, yeah, linkage. I'm just not entirely sure. I would confidently say that um, that they would have seen Corinda when they were making. That's the difference between you and me. I could confidently say anything, <laughs> even if it turns out to not be true. Yeah, no, I'm just like, as we're discussing this, I'm sure. thinking yeah. about but it, the it's, progression yeah. of Bollywood gangster films. And in my head, it's really all mixed up. Uh, and unfortunately, we have yet to be able to find a copy of Satya, which yeah. comes out in the late 90s, which I think really kind of yeah. shifts the genre. Or maybe not shifts the genre. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But certainly invigorates the genre. Yeah. Um, so that would be an interesting um, 
question at some point, I think. This movie is a melding of that sort of social issues movie that Bachchan does so well. I don't know. I see a lot of Hollywood influences on this. I'm not entirely sure. Sure. That's um, fine. You know, because again... There's I'm, something in the air that night. The stars are bright. <laughs> trying to... Fernando. <laughs> I'm trying to just um, put it into context. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. Is I, I, don't, I don't know if I have a clear sure. handle on the the progression of gangster films in Bollywood, even though a number of these Bachchan films have been gangster films. But it just, it seems like, I mean, Inquilab stuff was starting to ramp up, but this seems like a jump. He massacred the whole cabinet. Yeah, they didn't feel as violent as this. Well, this has like very obvious squibs going off. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a part where he goes to uh, the jail to find two of his old gangster colleagues. And he really just blows one away. Yeah. Uh, there's blood all over the place. And then the other guy comes up and starts begging. And, like, he's just like, I'm just returning the favor. And, like, just shoots him right in the face. Mm -hmm. And we don't see that. But we do see afterwards. I think you see a little bit of brains, maybe. Yeah. But, like, that is a level of cruelty that I have not associated with Amitabh Bachchan in the past. Yeah, this is such a far ways away from Dawn. Yeah. And truly my favorite in the best Hollywood gangster film. Yeah, I guess we don't really see the actual Don character that much in Don. We see the childlike, friendly guy who has to pretend to be Don. Mm -hmm. So maybe Don's every day is like this. I don't know. He doesn't mind when Helen gets shot. He's fine with that. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's it's kind of an outlier for us. Because even in Hum, which is next year, and we're watching right now, an equally violent movie, maybe not quite as visceral. It's equally explosive. Yeah, lots of explosions and stuff. But the main character... Even though he does some pretty heinous shit, uh, is not as directly invested and like enjoying. Not as reprehensible. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is an interesting movie. I kind of see why it went on to be a cult classic. Yeah. So what I was going to ultimately say is, like, I didn't particularly enjoy this film. I didn't like it, but I do kind of think it's a must-watch for this Blackchon performance. Yeah. It was apparently just that was the one that was kind of. He comes back on a high note. Yeah. People really like this. It's sort of like if... You Even know, though it was a flop. But if like, you know what this reminds me of? And it's probably not as good as, but kind of reminds me of. This is a movie we showed at our uh, graphic content film screenings. Okay. The I won't say who the comics by, but uh, the director has gone on to do a lot of entries in a British franchise. Uh, Road to Perdition? Yeah. So this is seeing Tom Hanks blowing people away. Yeah. Because we're used to, you know, Tom Hanks has kind of played well, a rogue no, occasionally. I, I disagree with that because, like, Amitabh Bachchan built his stardom on his angry young man persona. But and we were supposed to agree with him. Yeah, that's Because we're seeing is like, yeah, he's he's for the miners who are getting screwed over. In Hum, he's for the uh, dock workers who get screwed over. Yeah. In Inquilab, he's for the... Uh, guys who went to university and can't get a job that gets screwed over. In Shole, he's going to protect the village. Yeah. In this, he's completely up for himself, just for revenge. Yeah. And I don't know if there's really any sort of societal uh, aspect that he's supposed to be representing. He's just out for himself. Yeah. There you go. There's my there's my take. Yeah. Again, I, I didn't particularly like or enjoy this film, but I do kind of think it's worth watching. And I guess I wondered, like, if I missed the point or maybe, maybe just my inability to kind of put it in context is maybe I would like it more if I could. Sure. We also talked a lot about Bachchan's performance, but Mithun Chakravorty is annoying. kind of annoying, but also <laughs> I kind of liked him. I don't know. There's a lot of characters like that. That's the agreeable sort of simple guy who's your buddy. I really wanted more disco dancing from him. Yeah. He got all the good dancing scenes. Yeah, he does get some good dancing scenes. That's fair. Uh, the best, I mean, the best number in the whole thing is Shakti Kaur. Uh, but, I mean, you put, put Myth and Chakraborty in there. Could, could we get a little bit more yeah. disco? He's literally the disco dancer. Just and then he does traditional dancing on the disco floor. Mm -hmm. uh, the Shakti Kapoor scene is kind of over the top. Um, Loved it. This, this <laughs> made me, more than anything, want to be, made me want to watch Madame X again. I think it also made you want to go to Mauritius. I love to go to Mauritius. Yeah. Uh, but 
We have some Madame listeners X? in Mauritius. Would we you be know, welcome in Mauritius? I don't know. Do you know who... He looks so nice. Do you know who is a badass who does not care about anything and just loves cruelty? Madame X. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is Amitabh Bachchan's Madame X, which was Rekha's Dawn. <laughs> you know what? I would have appreciated more costume changes if that were the case. He, uh, does, he does wear a variety of expensive Jean-Paul Gaultier clothes, Okay. So I'm surprised how much we were able to talk about this film. I, it's a very um, interesting movie, and I think... I don't have three hours, you know, handy to watch it again, but I, I am interested in thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna go to our interval song, which is Juma Chama Dede. Juma Chama Dede. Uh, which Juma. you might notice sounds a lot like the song Tama Tama and Tama Tama again. There's a reason for this. I looked this up. I guess both Tama Tama, which uh, is a film from 1989, and then was. Remade in Gabriel Kibahania. That is a great dance sequence in the Sanjay Dutt one. I, I'll, I'll watch that drop of that. Great song. I haven't watched the movie, but I'll um, happily watch that. Both Tama Tama or Tama Tama, Tama Loge uh, and then it's Tama Tama again in Gabriel Kibahania were inspired by the song Tama from Mori Conte's 1987 album Aquaba Beach. Mori mm-hmm. um, Conte is a West African artist. Hmm. Uh, so there's a reason why this song sounds exactly like. Tama Loge. Yeah. Juma, Juma, Dede. Ah, this is a great song. Play Juma, Juma, Dede. With Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to Book Women. Book Women is a podcast about editing, publishing, and writing Indigenous stories. Three Metis librarians representing nations from across the homeland aim to inspire Indigenous peoples to share their stories in whatever form that they enjoy. Guests include Indigenous storytellers from diverse medium, like podcasting, burlesque, books, comics, social media, film, music, and everything in between. Listen and find out more at bookwomenpodcast.ca. This episode is also brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, which publishes curiosity-driven stories, topical newsletters, and locally-focused podcasts, all in the service of informing Edmontonians about their community. Taproot publishes a weekly business roundup, sharing the latest news on the companies, entrepreneurs, employees, investors, leaders, and others shaping Edmonton's economy. It's curated by Paul Cashman, a veteran journalist who has been paying attention to Edmonton's business scene for decades. Subscribe to the Business Roundup for free at taprootedmonton.ca. Okay, that was Juma Chama Dede. Juma Chama Dede. Such a good song. (laughs) I can't stop singing. And that's a great scene, though I do think all of their beer is Is soaked. soaked. It just looks like they're drinking dish soap. Yeah. So like, that it, comes from hum. It looks like they're drinking dish soap. Which means we, and is brought up fairly often. Mm-hmm. It's kind of collective. This is the power of collective action. It's a hand. You should watch this movie at like a union meeting. No, watch it with your family. Do you know what a family is? It's a, a u- it's a union of, you know, people who don't necessarily work together. Okay. Uh, so this They work be- together. For, for the family. Some, and for some hilarious uh, capers. Yeah. And then fighting an army of paramilitaries. <laughs> uh, so this came out in 1991, also directed by Mukulas Anand. Stars our man Amitabh Bachchan, Rajnikanth, which we're going to talk about Rajnikanth, Govinda, Kimi Katar, Deepa Sahi, Danny Dengzangpa, Inanaz, Danny Dengzangpa, <laughs> in every film, Anupamkar, and Anu Kapoor, Shilpa Shoradar, and Kata Khan. Yeah, and Anupam Kher and Anupam were kind of like a, a buddy team in this. They are a very cartoonish uh, gang of criminals yeah. and cops. Yeah. Uh, do you want to set up home? Sure. Uh, so Amitabh Bachchan is the son of a dock worker. Danny Dangzampa is the local Don, and Amitabh Bachchan kind of has to go out and kind of collect money for him. He's mm-hmm. extorting everyone. And Amitabh Bachchan kind of goes along with this. 
uh, except his best friend, and we should say that he's in love with his best friend's sister. Gonsalves. Yes, his best friend Gonsalves. His best friend. Not sister. Anthony Gonsalves. Just he, Gonsalves. Just Gonsalves. Yes, he's in love with his best friend's sister Juma, uh, played by Kimmy Katkar. Uh, but his best friend is murdered by Danny. Danny. You can't just say he's murdered. So he's taken hostage by Dang Zangzangpa and his goons hold him over a vat of acid. <laughs> and how much I watch it has to fight guys while holding onto a chain I, to keep his buddy from falling into acid. I try to make these That's so good. I try to make these plot descriptions so simple. That ruled. You have to mention the acid. Okay. Also, no one falls in the acid. This is the only bad thing about this movie. <laughs> So obviously, Amitabh Bachchan is enraged. He loves Gonzalez, and he goes after. Danny. Well, he's like a union. Yeah, he goes after Danny Gonzalez, and in the ensuing struggle, uh, his dad and his stepmother uh, are murdered, and he ends murdered up... in a spectacular way by having a big bag full of boxes fall on him. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was boxes. I thought it was like bricks. Well, like crates. Yeah. Yeah. He gets crushed by that, and then um, his mom gets hit in the head by a bottle. His stepmom. His stepmom. Yeah, we never actually see his mom. Yeah. Uh, so he ends up on the run with well, and and partly because of some machinations from Annie from Care, who plays a police officer who essentially wants to pit uh, the the labor union against the Don, so he can take advantage of things. Boy, does he ever! He did a pretty good job. <laughs> Amitabh Bachchan ends up on the run with his two younger brothers. Uh, and Juma refuses to go along with him because It's a weird she... decision. It's a very, it, like, it's, it's strange. <laughs> she feels like if she does, he'll be distracted in his duty to his brothers. Uh, what if I had so a hot girl around? I, I wouldn't be able to take to, care of these children? Yes. Yeah, so People seem to get along fine. To sacrifice her love. Uh, anyways, then the film jumps forward many years, and the brothers. I are... think it's fifteen years. Yeah, about fifteen. And the brothers now played by Rajnikanth, uh, who is now married and has a daughter. And he's a cop. He's a cop who does a lot of illegal shit. <laughs> and Govinda, who has set his eyes on the daughter of an army general, uh, and this is where kind of like some hijinks and a shit. new movie begins. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Danny Denzapa has gone into jail, uh, but he comes out and he is hellbent on getting revenge on Amitabh Bachchan. Because, because his family was burned alive. Yes, and was burned alive by Anupam Kerr, but he believes that Amitabh Bachchan is responsible. And in a stroke of brilliance, for the entire movie, for the entire second half of the movie, Danny Denzapa is wearing the, the suit that he was wearing when he <laughs> went to jail. So he's covered in soot and his suit is all screwed up because he got beat up by Amitabh Bachchan and there was a fire. He does not get any new clothes and he has crazy like Doc Brown hair the whole movie. Yeah. He never like gets a comb. It's hilarious. I liked this movie a lot more than I liked Any Path. And I hate to be, I don't know, somewhat basic, but I think- um, This is a very popular movie. Well, Amitabh Bachchan's character is just a lot- more redeemable here and i i just i don't know this to me i was vibing a lot more with this film i think the dance sequences are a lot more fun the songs in this all slap oh great songs they all slap govinda and anita when they're like dancing on an airplane amazing she is dancing in front of the jet engine which appears to be on so they are putting their lives in danger for your entertainment that was spectacular and Uh, you know making out on the beach driving around in a boat all of these things are going to show up in bozigar later on yeah yeah the 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 bar scene um, where they play the juma song Fantastic, even if they do appear to be drinking soap. Yeah. Um, and I just, that I is know, like, there's got to be like 150 guys there. Yeah. Like, that is just the choreography must have been really difficult. Yeah. The emotional highs and the, the visual highs here just felt bigger. And I didn't feel like it had as many lows where I was frustrated with the film or bored or, or, bored or annoyed at a distinctive performance style and choice. uh, Distinctive performance. What about Captain Attack slash Captain Stack? (laughs) That, those like, they're like the Beagle Boys from from DuckTales. What is the, what is the deal with these guys? I don't know. 
But it, it like it, it was. I found it entertaining, and it didn't distract from. Oh, I love this movie. The, I'm not. I'm not. Dis- I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah, like I do agree that like yeah, it's a choice, but it's uh, a source of humor that you know pops up throughout the film, as opposed to Amitabh Bachchan. Like Amitabh does not have any humor. No. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to Amitabh Bachchan, like committing to like an aggressively alienating voice throughout the entire thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- this balances out, I think, the, the emotional arc and the violence and and the humor. And so this is just kind of more what I want out of a Bollywood film, to be perfectly honest. I really enjoyed this movie. So do you remember when Austin Bernie, uh, when we talked about the coolies, mm-hmm. and he was talking about Govinda's sexy period? And I feel so bad. This is Govinda's sexy period. Well, I feel so bad because we told Austin Bernie that we we're going to discuss Anitab Bachchan's coolie, and then we couldn't get a coolie. Yeah. But this is Govinda's sexy period. He sure. wears ridiculous clothes, like like yeah. in Cooley. His clothing is the fashion, absurd. The fashion is kind of ridiculous in this, and I, I was for it. Especially like, Anita's costumes. They're great. But like Oh god, and she has like this whole she and Govinda have this whole sequence where they're trying to convince her father that they should be together and then like they got Bachan dressed up as a uh, a general to try and yeah but his shoes are bad and he gets caught well no no not that one not where they interview oh the other one yeah, yeah not where they're um it's not interviewing not where they're introducing Amitabh Bachan to the general and his family but where um Govinda and Anita are like dancing, trying to prove their love to her yeah. father, and her father is being like swapped up for an imposter by Benjamin Care. Yeah. Uh, and the imposter finds the costume really And the imposter's like, yeah, Mary Govinda, it's fine. There's a there's a <laughs> lot of things going on in this movie. I had a really good time with it. But like this is sexy Govinda. And sure. like I'll say our experience with Govinda has not been extensive. Like we've seen him in Cooley and we've seen him as like a comic guy in oh, he was a he was an army officer and something. He didn't talk very much. But we like we don't really know much about him. But like in this, he's a very believable leading man. Like he's mm-hmm. like a hunk. Mm-hmm. I totally bought it. Mm-hmm. And I would be happy to watch more movies where he's like the romantic hero. He did a great job. I was surprised that they didn't do more of Rajnikanth. Yes. So um, Rajnikanth, another person we have limited experience of. We've seen yeah. like Entheron. You've seen a few more of his South films. Oh, well, I mean, the majority of the films are South Indian. Yeah, like, you know, the things that all of uh, um, South India, all of Chennai just stops because, oh, the new Russian cancel. We got to mm-hmm. watch this. He's he's a cultural phenomenon on the level of Antar Bachchan. Mm-hmm. But, like, they don't use him that well. No, they really don't. And that really surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's he's playing second fiddle to Govinda, which I didn't expect. Um, I mean, ultimately... He's married already. He has a kid. Like his story is kind of done. Yeah, and and ultimately, like his his piece of the story does drive the film in the end because his wife Arti and his daughter Jyoti are kidnapped, and then you know he starts to feel like he didn't know all these things about his brother, and he feels betrayed, and that becomes like I think a really decent emotional arc. But I wish yeah. they had done more with Rajnikanth. Rajnikanth is one of the most charismatic people I've ever seen. Yeah. Just like Amitabh Bachchan, really. Like maybe maybe it was these two guys. It's weird to see him playing like third build. Yeah. Like maybe these two guys, there was too much ego on set and Govinda's there too. So like maybe there was just not enough room on the screen for all three of them. I mean Rajnikov seems to be kind of I hate to say it happy to be there. Yeah. But it's just This is early for him. Yeah, it's just a little surprising because I, I just like I expect more. Yeah. Um, I just feel like the film could have used him more. I love the trope that, uh, looking at Wikipedia, this reminded me that Dilwali is based on, but where someone was a badass in their youth and has to go right. and like run a farm or be a teacher or something, and then no one believes them that they're cool, and yeah. then they find out. But that's always great. Yeah, right? this is the the a history of violence. Yeah. Um, though that film... <laughs> it's a bit more intense. That film is a bit more, well, I think it's a bit more conflicted about. Yeah, you're not things. supposed to think that uh, Vigo is cool. But it's like the it's like the line in Grindhouse. Um, give him the give, give him, him the gun. gun. Give, give him, him all, all the guns. guns. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, this, it's uh, Amitabh kind of like or John shakes. Wick. It's a John Wick yeah. thing as well. It's it's Amitabh shaking his hair and like ah, and then his little like musical sting pays, and then he runs up and punches somebody. 
Uh, you know what it is? A movie you didn't really care for that much, but nobody. I didn't like this. Is also at all. kind of that thing, but that it was more like we're supposed to appreciate that he's bored by his life, and we're like rooting for him to go and be violent. Whereas this, it's like reluctant. He's happy, and he's kind of used to his sort of peaceful life, and has to, you know, go back to the violent way that he had before. And nobody was just like, yeah. He should kill some Russian guys. Just, His life looks boring. Yeah, I just think I'm able to buy into the the central themes and the characters in this film in a way that I can't if I think that. Like, I believe in unions. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> this is know. a very pro-union picture. You're right. It, well, it, it, it is, you know. If, like, the, if Danny Ding's life like had, you know, adequate union power against him, he would not have been able to... Uh, uh, Bakhtavar, that's his name. He wouldn't have been able to buy every single business in the dock. <laughs> yeah, but it is like, you know, that this film certainly comes down against criminal corruption. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> good, good job. in favor of family. And I don't know, like, again... I think the family think, that they have in the future is pretty cute, actually. Yeah, exactly. I think they're... In contrast to Agnipat, this film seemed really wholesome. It ha well, it, I don't uh, know about wholesome... But it has like in, a heart. It has emotional stakes that make in sense. In contrast to Agnipath. Well, okay. In, in contrast to Agnipath, like most movies would be more, uh, you know, wholesome. And that's that's the key word. It's just like this felt like lively, and again, I could emotionally connect with it, uh, and I felt like I could really root for the heroes in a way that in Agnipath, I was just really turned off by the thing. And I don't, I don't think I'm someone who dislikes uh, films with unlikable protagonist but Agni Path had the same problem as Brian Thomas Scarface for me where even though it is being critical of its hero it still kind of buys into glamorizing him mm -hmm. in a way that I found really awkward and in um, that one I didn't talk about this but there was a pretty conservative streak of like yeah uh his sister is a modern girl and essentially Mithran Chakraborty is a fairly like religious guy and fairly set in his ways. And we're supposed to root for the fact that he's, he says essentially that I've made this foreigner into an Indian and she starts wearing uh, saris and stuff. Yeah, whereas that, here, That's very strange. Whereas here, I think this film is a bit more, it, it's embracing, you know, like, cause Anita is a very modern girl yeah. um, and they family welcomes her. Our team might be a bit more traditional, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, I liked it. I don't know how much more I have to say about it. We don't get a ton of our team. She's, Sort of there to get kidnapped. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. it's, but, it's you nice know, that they're all uh, living in that farmhouse in Uti. Yeah. Jyoti, if you just, like, didn't want that ugly doll. Yeah, that doll gets her into a sticky <sighs> situation at least two or three times. But yeah, I, I really, I did enjoy this movie. I had a lot of fun. This is much better than Del Wale. That dance sequence with that plane. That's really Amazing. cool. Um, the Juma Chama song, fantastic. The... Yeah, all the songs are bangers. Yeah, and we didn't say that Juma grows up to be grows up. She uh, eventually becomes like a, a big Bollywood actress. And, like there's this amazing scene where she's on set and she sees Amitabh Bachchan in the crowd. She like, goes to him. Like, and it appears to be that she's in a movie that seems to mirror her own life. Yeah. So they could have done a little bit more with that. But I like to imagine that maybe she wrote this movie. Yeah, I had a good time with this one. I liked it. Yeah, it's great. All right. Uh, Path, I think, is more interesting than good. But this is just... Flat out good. If you've yeah. got three hours to spare, I definitely recommend watching Hum. So we've been talking a lot about how charting the careers of some of Bollywood's biggest actors kind of give us an insight into the overall arc and development of Bollywood cinema. There are a number of actors that we've done some episodes on, and we've, we've, we've been doing a series on Bakchan and Anil Kapoor but we haven't charted the careers of actresses as much. We've done an episode on Rekha, uh, where I think we really kind of looked at her career. We did a similar one on Dimple Kapadia. Priyanka Chopra, Katrina Kaif. Like we've done one-shot episodes. Ali yeah. Abad. We've done one-shot episodes on all these people, but those are women. But like, we're wondering if maybe you'd be interested in hearing something similar to this Bachchan series or to the Anil Kapoor series where we tried to chart what it's like for female actors in Bollywood. Yeah. So, and, and I think I'm Rekha, leaning, we did too. I think I'm leaning more towards the Anil Kapoor, the style of the Anil Kapoor series, uh, where we look at the decades. And so, 
I think we just want to ask if people would be interested, who they would be interested in. I guess I lean towards Sri Devi or Medray Dixit, maybe Ashwarya Rai. Sri Devi would be interesting because we really haven't delved into her filmography that much. No, and she's she is one of the biggest actresses. Uh, I guess I'd also be potentially interested in doing Nargis, but I wonder about accessibility to the film. Yeah, how many of those are available? So, yeah, we do, we want to put that out there. It's something we've been thinking about that we haven't dedicated. Uh, we've done one-offs. We haven't dedicated an ongoing series for an actress's career the way we have to Bakshan and Neil Kapoor, and then also from Sharfan. Uh, so... Yeah. I think we're going to run into the problem that all these actresses are just the girlfriend or wife in male-featured movies. Well, that'll be part of what we dig into. Yeah. That'll so, be part of what we what we discover in charting their careers. It's essentially going to be us watching various male-dominated films where uh, an actress that we like is the romantic lead, mm -hmm. which is fine. But... but we certainly want to seek out um, the more female-dominated ones, as we did when we discussed Nicola Kapadia. Yeah. Uh, it was really important to get Rizali in there because it was... Uh, a more it was it was it was a is a movie where she was at the front of it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So I think we just want to put that out there to our listeners. Uh, let us know which actress in Bollywood you would be interested in us charting uh, the career of. Again, I don't think year by year. My uh, money is on either Sri Devi or Tabu. Oh, Tabu would also be good. Yeah. Namadari. Nurdikshore would be great. It's. Uh... The accessibility thing, I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking Taboo's stuff is more recent. And she seems to work in a variety of genres. Like, think of yeah. Undadoon or Macbool. Like, we do she seems to get a lot of, like, really interesting roles. We do want an actress who's, who, who has had a long career, though. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so we want to put that out there. Uh, just, I mean, I don't think this, this function series is obviously not winding down anytime soon. Uh, we... we might check in again with uh, Shah and Shah and Kudagawa once yeah. they become available. Yeah, and we will pick up the Anil, now that we've done a, an episode in our Bakhtan series, we will pick up our new Anil Kapoor This is Anil Kapoor's 2000s, eh? Yeah, yeah. And so we've that already one, talked about race, so we that, can't use that. That one's going much quicker because we, we look at the decades. We only do three so. per decade. Yeah, so let us know what you think. Uh, and we'll be back in two weeks. And so... We always do our Hindi horror Halloween episode. One of our favorites. Always, that's the episode that we always We're coming release. coming up on number eight. Yeah, that's the episode we always release right before Halloween. And this year, I think we're actually going to do two of them, Matt. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, see, this is the, you say the Black Chan series is your favorite, but I think you love the horror movies. Well, I would say that the, uh, the, quality of the Bachan movies is probably better than what we end up getting with the horror movies, but I just like horror movies. Yeah. Uh, so we, we just, we kind of had two ideas and we weren't sure which one we wanted to go with. So we thought we might as well do two horror focused episodes. Are these uh, going to be, should it be uh, Hindi horror Halloween eight and eight and a half? Cause it's going to ruin my numbering scheme. Okay. We'll figure that out. Uh, anyway, so our next episode, uh, we're going to be discussing, uh, like, Bollywood ghost movies, comedy ghost movies, I guess. Uh, and so we're going to be discussing New Boot Police. It's part of why we decided to do two episodes, because mm -hmm. Boot Police is new. We want to discuss it. I think people know we love Saito Lee Han. Uh, and I think the film that we're going to watch along with that is Pizza. We're only going to do two. <laughs> Every time I think of it, I laugh. Uh, we definitely have to order pizza when we watch pizza. And maybe when we record pizza. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I guess I will spoil. Uh, but then our second episode in October, we will finally be watching Tambad and we want to discuss folk horror. Now, a lot of the good folk horror films we've already discussed, some of them in Hindi horror Halloween episodes and some of them outside of Hindi horror Halloween episodes. So I'm not sure if we're going to end up pairing that with another full-length feature there's a short that i'm interested uh but we might just have a larger conversation about folk horror because it's something you and i have become interested in recently we just watched a four-hour documentary on it so. exactly yeah. uh that didn't discuss indian cinema at all and it was we... a gigantic oversight uh kind of shocking actually yeah and we had a lot of a lot of thoughts about this because i we have seen a lot of excellent horror films especially as of late 
that we would classify as before. And it's and not like this documentary was just about England. No. They had movies from Iceland. Indonesia. Indonesia, Thailand. Like... Japan. Japan, all over the place. But yeah. India was a gigantic, glaring... Even Canada. Like, there was yeah. indigenous horror from here. Just India. Just a black hole. Nothing from there. It was kind of awe-inspiring how much they either just didn't care or... Maybe they're making another movie about it. I don't know. But there's a ton of folk horror. We've watched so many folk horror movies in uh, Hindi cinema. Yeah. So I think we have want to have a discussion about folk horror and then watch Tumbad, which uh, I I think is probably an important entry in in the folk horror. It's supposed canon. to be amazing. We've been putting it off for like four years. So well, we haven't been putting it off. We again it just it wasn't factoring into our hindi horror halloween episodes we had to watch so... typewriter instead that was a lot more important remember typewriter <laughs> we're the only people who watch typewriter uh there so, was an evil typewriter so yeah so we're going to start off with kind of some lighter stuff some ghost comedies uh i guess i don't know how funny pizza is but i think book police is definitely supposed to be funny uh and then we're going to be doing a book for the movie is named pizza <laughs> It has to be kind of funny, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess my idea there, based on having not seen the films, is, you know, like, people who don't necessarily believe in the supernatural are then confronted with the supernatural. Yeah. So, because Boopalese kind of sounds like it's, like, the Frighteners, but... One of my favorite movies. Yeah. But instead of, um, like, ha like them already having, like, a relationship with ghosts, like, they're just frogs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, I feel like I've talked too much about our upcoming episodes. Uh, that'll be on two weeks. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? At Bollywood Pod, at Matt underscore B O W E S, at Aaron E. Fraser, Tumblr.com slash Bollywood for Lovers, Facebook.com slash Bollywood for Lovers. Leave us a rating review on your favorite uh, review on your favorite podcast platform. Please let us know on Twitter too if uh, you haven't seen us mention your review because uh, it's very difficult to keep track of these right now. So there's some chaos in the podcasting. Yeah. Uh, we'd yeah. like to thank Becca Dalkey. Yes, we'd like to thank Becca Dalkey for her artwork. You can also subscribe to my other show that I do with Paul Matwichak called Fresh Out the Movies. Uh, we are currently working on an episode about rookie cops and lost guns. Uh, we were just talking about Akira Kurosawa's Stray Dog and Catherine Bricklow's Blue Steel. Thank you for listening. <laughs>